Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Nordman, the executive editor of the Telegram Gazette, and joined on this Voice of Business by Alex Guardiola, the director of government affairs and public policy for the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Alex. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is a uh, this is a big week uh, in the Commonwealth, a big week in the city of Worcester. Um, you know, the governor's reopening uh, plan uh, takes another step forward. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good sign last Friday when he uh, he made the announcement that there's going to be some loosening of the restrictions moving to step three I'm sorry step phase three step two um, which it really does help uh, a lot of our businesses who have really been shuttered for a while uh, our restaurants you know they have a hundred percent capacity now they can as long as they follow the rules with uh, you know the, the social distancing and making sure we're still wearing masks when we're walking around um, but it does help a lot but especially our other our other groups like our our venues, you know, our Hanover theaters. Now they're going to be at 50% capacity, up to 500, uh, but it's a, a step in the right direction. So, you know, just to kind of uh, focus on the restaurants first, yeah. and then we'll hit the indoor um, indoor centers next. So, uh, so the difference before as opposed to now for restaurants, obviously the COVID numbers seem to be improving every day, the more the vaccines that get into arms. So uh, you mentioned, you know, there's no limitation no percentage limitations on restaurants so so what's the big difference here yeah of course yeah. so prior to this prior to um, yesterday yeah, <laughs> yesterday yeah. we were still in the, the yeah. step one um they had a restriction up to 40 percent okay um and that was still a big deal because if you are a restaurant who has let's say 100 percent capacity 100 person capacity that means only 40 people can be in there right and then uh, as you know uh we at the chamber kind of uh, asked the, the city manager uh to take a look at the the bar top dining because that's extra seating that can you know help facilitate that spreading of um the distancing between people um and you know i sent the letter february 17th to the city manager and the city council asking them to reassess you know we were in that red um, distinction, which meant we were over 4% uh, of case ra- rates. And since that the last month or so, we've been under that, and we're in that yellow designation, which under the governor's uh, guidelines meant we could have bar top dining. So sent the letter to the city manager and uh, the city council. Matt Wally, city councilor from District 5, uh, was kind enough to put an order in for the uh, the following city council meeting, which was the 23rd, I believe. That was the Tuesday. Uh, all the city councilors signed on to it, which was great to hear. Uh, support for our small businesses, specifically our hospitality industry, who were probably hit the hardest. Uh, and then on that Friday, uh, last Friday, he uh, announced that he was going to be reopening the uh, bar. Yeah, and and uh, I'm assuming... Assuming that the the reaction, and you talk to restaurant owners all the time, the reaction has been, uh, you know, with optimism. I know it's early, but 
uh, one would see this as a big step forward. Yeah, I think it shows that everybody's been doing everything correctly. Um, you know, there's obviously there's some outliers, but for the most part, everybody's listening to our health professionals. Everybody's listening to the fact that uh, we need to be vigilant against this fight against Corona. Uh, but you know, they've been doing things correctly, and yeah, you, know, you can see that the the super spreaders that were identified were not coming from our restaurants; they were coming from uh, home gatherings. Uh, you know, people congregating at home. So it was a good uh, good sign, and everybody's happy to see that we're at least we're moving forward. Yeah, and that's restaurants, hospitality, and before I you know kind of stopped you in your tracks, say you're you're talking about indoor venues, yeah. uh, you know, like the Hanover Theater. Uh, they were essentially shuttered before, um, and now they can open up um, and hold up to uh, 500 people? Up to 500 people. Uh, or fifty percent, whichever is less. Um, but for us, it, excuse me, whichever is greater. Right. So five hundred people will be the mass capacity, but it's fifty percent of your your folks. So if you have a hundred percent capacity or a hundred person capacity, you're at fifty. Yeah. People. So I mean, it, you know, it's kind of put it in perspective. You know, like you have the Hanover Theater, the Palladium. You know, yeah. it seats a thousand people. You can have five hundred. Yeah. Um, this is a big move. It's huge because uh, you know those venues have been completely closed. They haven't had any opportunity to open yet, uh, and you know. It, it's it's tough on our, our arts and theater district folks because uh, they haven't been able to do anything. Um, so even even for the smallest venues, you yeah. know your Knicks of the world, where you can right. have, you know, now you can have you can have a band in yeah. there, right? Right, and you can have performances in small venues yep. and and have a little bit of success and start making inroads towards normalcy. Right. And also, you know, we're coming back. We're, we're in March now where we're probably going to see spring hopefully soon. I know we're about to dip into some cold again, but uh, that also means for outdoor folks, you know, we're going to be able to have some outdoor venues open up a little further. Uh, I think it's a hundred percent, a hundred person capacity out for, you know, these restaurants who have, you know, the tent was a big success last year. Uh, this is going to be allow them to do that again, but having a live venue as well, or having a live music while they're doing this is going to add a lot of uh, vibrancy for them. Yeah, and, and I know in Worcester, looking towards the spring, we start looking towards uh, the with the Worcester Red Sox and their bit debut, which kind of transitions me to your uh, to our next uh, to the Chamber's next event, which is uh, your your Breakfast Club um, coming up, I believe, on uh, on Wednesday morning. Uh, yeah, Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Um, yeah, no, yes. Yeah, March fourth uh, from. Uh, 9 a.m. Yep. to 10. It's uh, you know, it, it's going to be via Zoom one more time. We know we really understand that we can't have folks congregating in our small conference room at this time. But it's with Larry Lucchino, who is the uh, you know, he's a CEO or what's that? I think it's his title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you see the, the principal the owner, the, 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 the head honcho. Yep. So he's yeah, he charge. runs the show. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, he's going to be our keynote. Uh, it's also going to be with uh, Hank Stoltz, who'll be kind of the MC, kind of running that show for us, which would be great. Uh, it's going to be live stream on 8:30 a.m. radio. Uh, and we're going to get to hear from Larry Lucchino directly in about what the plans are for uh, the Worcester Red Sox, what has happened uh, in the last year, and how close we have come uh, to, to, to you know maybe having to delay it. But you know they put their hard hats on and went to work and made sure we could open up on on uh, opening day. So we're excited again with the. Uh, the outdoor venues, as it stands now, we're at 12% capacity for outdoor sports venues, which is just about, uh, I want to say it's under 1,200 people in the stadium. So hopefully we can continue to be vigilant, kind of 
continue to put those numbers down and head in the right direction. And maybe uh, the governor and the lieutenant governor will see that we should be able to open up a little more outdoors. Right. And you mentioned, uh, you know, that'll be uh, streamed live on the radio. Uh, and for those of us uh, who don't have the radio for some reason <laughs> or, you know, maybe sitting at our computers sure. at work, you can't. Is this an event that you can also sign up through the through the chamber website or is this? Yeah, just, we'll have a link. So they yeah. have their own on online uh, portal. So they'll be able yeah. to listen to it online streaming. So, again, it, it's a it's a good time to be able to talk baseball. Yeah, again. sure. You know, talk about some normal. And stuff. it's nice, uh, you know, now that it's March, you can actually say next month. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're close now. You know. Right. I remember when this first came about and the signature. You know, got the, the, the contract got signed. And I'm like, oh my god, we're only a couple of years away. Yeah. Now we're we're really just a yeah. month away. And now it's next month. Yeah. And that's a nice thing to say. Absolutely. And the Breakfast Club is always a, a great event. Hopefully, you guys can get back to to hosting those events in person uh, in the very near future, but this sounds like a really good one. Yeah, you know, we're excited for this one. I know that we, you know, the the, the, the in-person ones are great because those are, you know, it's good to have a breakfast and kind of, you know, rub elbows a little bit, talk to everybody. I've, I've uh, got to make my own eggs and bacon. <laughs> everybody make your own coffee and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But, well, we're almost there. Uh, but I do want to thank, you know, obviously Fidelity Bank, uh, Gallagher Insurance, and the, our friends at Holy Cross for sponsoring this. You know, that's been... Uh, it's been tough to not have things in person, but they understand the need and value of it. And uh, having Larry Lucchino, uh, you know, at the microphone is going to really be exciting to hear what's going to happen with the Whistler Red Sox. Awesome. And in one other event, I know, you know, is uh, is the real estate roundtable. Um, and Chip Norton's a big a big player in town and a in a in a well known name to a lot of our listeners and our readers. Uh, and I believe that's coming up on March 16th. Right, the 16th at noon. We're going to have uh, Chip Norton. You know, one. Front Street owner. He uh, really has done a lot. I know we're in the building now. He has done amazing with this building, what he's, you know, how it's transformed and, um, you know, the capacity. He's filled this whole place up. But, you know, he also made some big moves during COVID. He allowed for the free testing uh, site here in the Mercantile, uh, as well as, you know, now there's going to be the, the vaccine rollout here as well with uh, St. Uh, excuse me, with uh, UMass Memorial. So he has really been uh, a big conduit here for the downtown area and making sure that this place continues to grow. Yeah, and the, the chamber obviously has its its finger on the pulse of, of real estate and business uh, downtown and beyond that. And so, you know, I know Chip will will, will speak to this, but, you know, um, you know, what do you see as, you know, the future of real estate in 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 the city and beyond kind of as we come out of this pandemic yeah i think this still kind of speaks to our you know our housing study that we rolled out in uh, 2019 uh how you know we have to transform some of these buildings as we continue to grow as a population and people continue to migrate you know west of the capital we need to be able to house these folks so you can live and work here we want to make sure these dollars stay here i think chip understands that there's always going to be a need for commercial office space uh but there's you know he's adding two uh you know at least one restaurant right away and then the other hopefully will come along from the following year, uh, you know, with the Broadway folks coming in. It's going to be an exciting time, you know, have them starting breaking ground this spring. Right. And uh, it is nice, um, you know, to I know that the chamber and you you put out newsletter after newsletter telling people how they can get help. But this is, uh, you know, spring is right around the corner. Yeah. And now we're, we're starting to really um, 
talk about much more positive things. Yeah, you know, our, obviously our conversations will be circled, have been circled around COVID, uh, and rightfully so, you know, how we have to do things and how we have to be vigilant. But it's nice to have a conversation about other things sometimes, and especially about the, what's on the horizon and right. what's going to be exciting soon. And uh, it's that that hyphenated word that we all love, which is reopening, reopening. you know, and uh, and the new normal. You're right, you know, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not we're not beyond this by any means. No, not at all. But it's, um, you know, I guess it's the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. Right. No, absolutely. You know, as we continue to hear about uh, an, another vaccine being added to the mix, uh, you know, herd immunity, you know, these are exciting versions of what we've been talking about. And hopefully, you know, again, we, we are, are happy to advocate for opening small businesses up again, but we also have to make sure that we're still vigilant. And right. And doing it. And that's the thing that I've been most impressed with, with, you you know, whether it be the city or the chambers, you never kind of get ahead of it and in, in calling out, even when you called out for, you know, for, for bar dining, you know, there was a reason behind it and, you know, and you did your homework right. and, you know, looking to the future with, you know, uh, with facts and, and trying to do things the right way. Yeah. I mean, we're not trying to slam anybody. We actually, uh, in the letter I sent to the city manager, I, I thanked him and his team for the, the hard work. He had to make some tough decisions and no one wants to close anybody's business ever, especially here in the city where we have a very diverse population. And some of these, uh, maybe first or second generation folks who poured every single penny they had and their heart and soul into their small business and then you know a, a pandemic hits and they have to close them you know it's not because he's getting uh, you know he's happy to close he's just has to be uh, weary of the entire community as a whole and the safety of that but yeah and I'm sure that I'm sure the chamber has thought of this already but you know as we open up and as we return to either a new normal or eventually a normal, you know, I'm sure the chamber will be at the forefront of helping some of those businesses and those, you know, places that necessarily didn't make it through how to, how to revive those businesses in, in the new, the new normal. Yeah. You know, we were, uh, we, we were very happy to be on, on the forefront of a lot of these things and these are uncharted waters for all of us, you know, and that's where, uh, you know, digging through reams of, uh, legislature and finding out what is right, what is wrong, looking at data, using science, you know, figuring this all out. There's got to be an equation there that works for everybody. It's not a one size fits all, but it has to be something where it's, it, you know, we're safe and we're healthy and we're continuing to trend the right way, but also not leaving some of our businesses behind. Awesome. That's Alex Guardiola talking reopening the Breakfast Club real estate roundtable and a whole lot more. My name is Dave Nordman, the executive editor of the Telegram Gazette. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Thank you. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.